From the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors, you're listening to Tenants in Common, a podcast sharing stories, motivation, and insight into the real estate industry. Welcome back to the Tenants in Common podcast. We are uh, excited today because we get the opportunity to sit down with Randy Allen. Uh, he is running for Rutherford County Mayor and with early uh, voting going on and everything else, it's a pleasure to be able to have you here and get to talk to you a little bit about this process and this adventure. So, so we are definitely excited and we appreciate you coming to join us. So, uh, I would like to start out just for the people who maybe don't know you, haven't had the chance. I've been blessed to meet you now a couple times and we've gotten to talk a little bit. But for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what brought you into politics, what some of your history is. Just give us a little little get-to-know-Randy session here. So, uh, Chris, it's, first of all, let me just say it's an honor to be here. I uh, didn't know anything about uh, you having a podcast. I mean, I would have probably talked more <laughs> to you at that point if I had known that. Uh, so I'm glad to be here. Very honored. Um, well, I mean, back to, you know, I I don't come from a a line of politicians. Nobody in my family has run for office. Um, in 2017, um, I was concerned uh, about what I was seeing. I've gra- you know, I'm a graduate of Leadership Rutherford. I'd seen stuff that I thought I knew about and I turned out I didn't know uh, about uh, as much as I thought I did in Rutherford County. Um, through that process, I realized there's a a, a deeper level of understanding um, that people need when they're looking at some of the things that stand out to us. For example, traffic. You know, when you see a traffic jam, um, you know, I I got to meet the person that's controlling the traffic cameras for the city of Murfreesboro and um, got a, a better in-depth understanding of why we're waiting so long in a traffic light or, um, you know, the same thing with, um, you know, um, our public safety, why is public safety, um, sheriff's offices and uh, fire departments, why are we understaffed? And you get a better understanding of those things. Uh, But at that time, my major concern was affordable housing. That was what drove me to this. All the other things were important, but to me, I could just see where we were headed on affordable housing that, we, we didn't have enough. There was not enough inventory. Um, I started talking to people um, about, you know, my concerns. And I realized that most people, even in leadership positions, just don't have an understanding of why it is that our inventory is low, uh, why the demand is so high, and what the implications of that are. It's almost like a domino effect. Um, you build more houses, you have more traffic, you need more schools, you need more sheriff's officers, you need more public safety uh, responders, first responders, EMS, um, fire engines, fire trucks. All of this is, is related to our growth. And it even gets down to the landfill. You know, the fact that we have more trash going into the landfill now than we did 10 years ago. But in 17, I was very concerned about it. Uh, and I was meeting with different community leaders and asking them about, um, you know, what should we do? What's our best course of action? What's the, um, what are their concerns? How should I address this? And over and over again, people kept saying, well, you ought to run for mayor. You ought to run for mayor. And um, 
I kept just filing that away. Um, late in the year, I went to my wife and I said, hey, I think I'm going to have to run for county mayor. Uh, and it took a lot of praying and, um, you know, um, talking to friends about, you know, whether this is the right thing to do. And, um, and so in 18, I ran on affordable housing. I came out here and spoke at uh, a forum and I ran in the uh, Republican primary. And, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, friends who were builders, who were, um, who were real estate agents at that time. Um, you know, we were in a boom. I mean, we were really, mm-hmm. um, most people, uh, when I got out in the community talking about uh, their concerns, listening to what they had to say, I kept coming back with, nobody's talking about affordable housing. I'm the only one talking. Why is that? What's going on? You know, why am I seeing this and and other people are not talking about it? Well, I mean, if you remember back in 18, I mean, it wasn't so much about um, people moving here from out of the state. It was more of us uh, people moving up. Mm-hmm. You know, you were an entry-level home and you were moving up into a higher value home, a larger home. Um, Business is doing good. You just, you know, um, you were expanding. Um, you know, now you went from a three bedroom to a four bedroom or something like that. Um, today, you know, here we are four years later and today starter homes are a thing of the past. You know, I mean, it's just, they're hard to find. Our entry level wage does not support, um, our, you know, what's available on the market. So anyway, back to, um, what got me started, I realized that people were more concerned about public safety, they were more concerned about infrastructure, uh, they were more concerned about teacher retention, uh, building schools, things like that, and so um, that shifted. But when uh, I came in second in that primary uh, to our current mayor, and um, when that happened, I said, you know, I still have a passion for affordable housing, I know this is an issue. And so um, I ended up um, going to work for the Rutherford County area, Habitat for Humanity, where I um, have spent the last four years. We're building a subdivision out on Twin Oak Drive. It's the first Habitat for Humanity subdivision in Rutherford County. Uh, We've got 14 houses out there completed and the entire project will be 77 homes. Um, But affordable in Rutherford County has shifted um, and from what you know, people I'm talking to uh, are saying first-time homebuyers are looking outside of Rutherford County now into Coffee and Bedford and uh, other counties because they can't afford to work here and live here. So you got to see it from the big picture. Um, you know, when you're when you live here and you work in Nashville, you get up at, in the morning and you go to Nashville to work. Uh, you drop your kids off at school. Your kids are home or here, you're there, child gets sick, now you've got to leave your office to get back down here to get your child or call somebody to pick up your child. It's inconvenient. But where it really becomes a problem is when your public safety uh, personnel, people who are ambulance drivers, sheriff's officers, can't afford to live in the community where they work. Uh, you're not going to have a local police car down the street, park, you know, in a driveway or, um, you know, it's going to be a Williamson County car that's parked down there. And if you've got an issue, they can't respond. And I just think when you look at it from the big picture, 
uh, affordable housing is an important part of where we're uh, of what we um, hope Rutherford County will become uh, and maintain. The quality of life here is important. People come here because of our schools, our um, you know our community atmosphere, um, and if you continue to if the houses if it's not affordable to live here, they will go somewhere else. And they will live there and they will come here to work or to pass through. Um, so anyway, um, I'm back in uh, this this time. I realized we just, you know, affordable housing has risen higher on the list of priorities. Uh, there was a lot of other issues and some of those I've already mentioned. Um, but I felt like we just had some unfinished business from, uh, from 2018. Um, when I got ready to run uh, again, starting last summer, about a year or so ago, um, I was uh, middle of August, I got COVID and spent some time in the hospital and took me a little bit to recover. By the time I came out of that, um, you know, I can start thinking about running for office again. Uh, there was already uh, four candidates in the primary and I just didn't want to run that hard, um, you know, um, I wasn't ready to run that hard, but I was not ready to um, come in second again. And so we decided to run as an independent this time. Um, got all my, I haven't changed my core values and uh, the things that make me who I am. But I do realize that in order to deal with some of the bigger issues in our community, everybody needs to be at the table. Uh, it's time to bring uh, good ideas doesn't matter where they come from. It's not partisan. Most of the issues that we deal with are not partisan. So running as an independent made sense to me because I want to work uh, for our community. I care deeply about this community. And because of that, um, I want to fix the things that we need to fix. And I want to um, build on the things that are great. And that means, um, to me, that means better jobs, uh, that means that we need um, people here who share our culture, our values, and want to be part of what we've got going on. And that's why most people are coming here. Uh, and so that's the, that really gets to the heart of it. I'm a, um, in all of the things I've done in my past, uh, I've approached it from the standpoint of I'm a servant. Um, and servant leadership is something that I admire in people. And that's something I feel like um, resonates with people. I also feel like uh, it's time to get uh, integrity and a different type of leadership into our courthouse. And I feel like that's um, you know something I bring separates me from my opponents. So. Well, I do appreciate it. when you and I have talked in the past. Uh, one thing that uh, I came out of there with a respect for was the uh, when you didn't know. You said it. And that sounds so uh, simple, but a lot of people don't realize how important that actually is. Uh, I get that there are industries, mine included, where there's a certain level of, uh, you know, you can kind of skirt around the edges and then, you know, find it out later. But uh, there's so much integrity to just saying and admitting, hey, I don't know, but let me look into it kind of thing. And we talked about some stuff. And so since you brought up affordable housing, that is one of those things that I think is uh, a shifting dynamic. I think most of us have gone away from affordable housing as a concept 
and where you've started talking about workforce housing, which is a term I know you've become familiar with. Yeah. So, uh, um, and I do think that uh, um, this next cycle, will, that will be a very important term for our county. The other thing that I think is going to be really important is alternatives to building. Because one of the biggest expenses right now as a builder, as a developer, as a thing like that is the red tape that has to be jumped through um, at the commission level, at the, uh, you know, the um, codes department level um, and the kind of lack of um, inventiveness uh, for alternative materials, alternative uh, building styles and things like that. And I think if we truly want to make that a, a, a benefit going forward, we're going to have to be able to look at all those kind of things. And, and that I think has been one of the biggest hurdles here of late is kind of the group there doesn't seem to be too intrigued by that. So having somebody who's kind of built in, in that style, you know, uh, Habitat for Humanity kind of does a modular style build, mm -hmm. you know, so having more, you know, uh, familiarity with that style, I can see being a huge benefit for uh, when you start talking about workforce housing or affordable housing or any of those kind of natures. So I do appreciate that aspect of it. You hit on one of the big ones when I asked, when I told a few people that I was getting the chance to talk to, uh, talk to you is, well, what question should we ask? Of course, traffic's always a big one. Mm -hmm. If you can't live in Rutherford County and not talk about traffic. Okay. But the other big one is the landfill. Mm -hmm. Now, I live in Christiana, so I obviously don't have the same uh, experience with the landfills, people who are on the north side of Murfreesboro or into the, that part of Rutherford County. Uh, but that being said, I've heard a lot of different things. So maybe this would be a, a good little topic here is one of the things I've heard, though, is there's not that much power for the Rutherford County mayor when it comes to the landfill. We, we hear a lot of people talking about making a landfill a priority, but is there really that much that the Rutherford County mayor can control when it comes to the landfill? Well, I mean, and so I let me go back to what you'd said earlier and start with that. Um, you know, when it comes to, um, to things like what you said, you know, um, me not saying, hey, I know something, I, I don't know uh, all the answers. I do feel like, um, you know, that's why, you know, I, I know you. Mm -hmm. Because if I have a question about something in your industry, I can call you and say, hey, Chris, tell me, tell me what's going on with this. Yep. And I'd rather, you know, I, there's no way I can know every little thing. Absolutely. And I don't want to be, um, you know, the leaders I've most enjoyed working for are people who say, hey, here's our goal. This is where we want to be. Um, we don't all have to get there the same way, uh, just as long as we arrive at the same goal. So, you know, I feel like, um, like, what you were talking about, the workforce housing issue, uh, is something we talked about, you know, four years ago. Um, and like I said, it wasn't as uh, prevalent, but I do believe there's an opportunity for some private-public partnerships in order to establish some um, to address that issue. Yes, um, we saw if you if you're probably very familiar too, but. Uh, you know what DuPont did up in Old Hickory. Mm -hmm. I mean, those houses are highly valuable now, but during that heyday, that was a great place for their workforce to uh, live and, and uh, raise a family. Uh, when we get back to the landfill, so um, the issues that are related to the landfill are something that has, it's very complex. It's been going on for 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, even though I've lived here for 30 years, I have not, tried to uh, 
dig into that every day. When we started smelling it, and I live on the north side of Murfreesboro, so, you know, uh, initially we didn't smell it. You know, it, I mean, it went 25 years, 26, seven years maybe. We never smelled anything. Um, if we drove out there, you know, we were surprised. Man, I can't believe how big this is. Um, it's sitting on our water supply. Is that our issue? I, I mean, wouldn't, that, wouldn't you think that's... I, I didn't know. I mean, we were asking those questions ourselves. As the smell has gotten worse and as the uh, concerns about, um, you know, it being located on the uh, water supply, um, those things are raising it up. And if you're, if you're, which you probably have, you know, I mean, uh, if you're selling property in Walker Hill or Las Casas, I mean, the rest of this, this uh, county is booming. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to live there. But what I'm hearing out there is that, you know, people are, what, that's a landfill? Why would I buy a house out here? You know, I mean, that kind of thing. So um, I think it's going to become an economic issue uh, as we move forward, a bigger economic issue. And so parts of this county, like you said, Christiana, Laverne, Eagleville, they don't think about the landfill like we do mm -hmm. uh, on the northern side. They don't smell it. They don't have to drive past it. Uh, they're concerned about the convenience centers and how they're over full or they're not open when they're, I hear a lot of that. But when it gets down to the actual mayor's role in um, controlling the landfill, the landfill, there's two landfills out there, first of all. One of those is Middle Point, mm -hmm. and it is owned and operated by Republic. Uh, we have an agreement with them. When you hear people talk about a contract, we have a contract, a host agreement. And on that host agreement, uh, it was negotiated 30 years ago, and it hasn't been, to my knowledge, from what I'm hearing, it has not been renegotiated in that length of time. Brian Terry has found uh, that there is perhaps a statute mm -hmm. that says that the, the agreement with the landfill uh, may have expired. Uh, no agreement of that type can exist beyond 25 years without... Uh, renegotiation or something. So that is in county and city of Murfreesboro legal. Um, and so maybe that will get us more leverage. Um, but when it comes to it, I mean, it's the commissioners who have all the power. So in 2018, uh, after the primary, the commissioners all voted 21 to nothing to not allow that landfill to expand. And so that still stands. Um, as of right now, that is still in effect. Um, the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board uh, consists of four counties, uh, Rutherford, Cannon, Coffee, and Warren. Each of those counties has three representatives, and all of those representatives, only uh, Rutherford and I think a small part of Cannon actually goes to that landfill. Coffee and Warren do not take their trash here. Um, but they get an equal say. As a matter of fact, we're, uh, there's three of each from each county, so it's three of us against nine of them. Hopefully they always vote with us. We host it, so you'd think we would have more say, more influence, and uh, it has recently been that way. They passed a resolution uh, a couple months ago that would uh, limit, it's called, they're calling it flow control, the amount of trash or um, where trash could come from. So it would limit the landfill, uh, Middle Point, from being able to accept trash from outside of Rutherford County. 
um, according to Republic, that's their business, and uh, they the current um, host agreement does not require does not limit them. So they would like to stick with what they've got. Um, so uh, that was supposed to go into effect December thirty first. If that happens, we'll you know that'll be something else that will give us some leverage perhaps. But it will be the commissioners who will vote to allow the county mayor to renegotiate the contract. Uh, we just uh, recently, two weeks ago, I think it was, um, the county um, approved the um, hiring two environmental lawyers, uh, attorneys to represent us. So that's not been, uh, you know, that's very new. But um, there's been a lot of work done in the last four years, but we have not arrived at a plan B. So if the landfill were to shut down today, we don't have a plan B for our trash. And you saw what happened to Nashville mm -hmm. two or three months ago. Yeah. The pain level, you know, the first week or so, you know, people are fine. Trash is piling up and, you know, but two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, um, I think we will hear people saying, hey, we got to get this resolved. Uh, if the landfill were to shut down, we need a plan B. And uh, Mike Cush, um, Steve Piercy, um, Craig Harris, Michael Rather, who all represent the district out there, their districts are in that area. They are all working uh, diligently to find a solution. Uh, we just haven't come to the point, or they haven't come to the point where they agree on something. Once the election is over, uh, every commissioner, we could have some new commissioners and a new mayor. We will definitely have a new mayor. Um, that will be a new perspective on what's been going on for four years. And I think um, that's, you know, that's exciting to me because I have an outsider's view. Um, I'm, I'm just like everybody else, just like you. I'm a concerned citizen. Yeah. Uh, it's a public health and safety issue for my family, just like it is for everybody that lives in Walker Hill and Las Casas. And uh, it's just expanding. So uh, I'm just, um, I'm excited about the opportunity to um, resolve it. I think it is going to take a different type of leadership and it is going to take somebody that is determined to do it and is very transparent about it because most of the people I talk to don't realize all the things that are going on. And so I think we're going to have to raise our level of transparency. And I think if you've got somebody in there uh, that has an elevated uh, level of integrity and character who says, I want to be accountable and transparent. I think we're going to find some things out and you're going to be more aware that things are moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I think that's what I, I truly think that's what most people want to realize instead of the sound bite part of it is, is, you know, what is truly being worked on? What are truly some options? I know, uh, Sevierville, their, their system of, uh, you know, incineration has been looked at. I know it's expensive. I think the truth is anything's going to be expensive, uh, but a solution will have to be come to. Um, well, we are kind of going to get wrapped up here a little bit, but I want to, uh, two different things. One, I want to give you a chance, somebody who doesn't know you, somebody who hasn't met you, what do you want them to know about you? And then I have a couple questions that I'm going to ask you that I ask everybody who joins the podcast. They're completely random. They're not anything to do with politics or anything like that. Um, so if you want, you know, speak to them. If, if they don't know you, they haven't had a chance to hear 
kind of what you stand for, what you're about, give them, give them that, you know, that cliff notes version of that, you know, as people are headed to the polls and, you know, we're a voting location here. And, and so yeah. we get the early voting and, and the actual, um, this, this podcast will actually release the day before election day. Okay. So is when we'll release this, uh, this podcast. So, uh, you know, give them that, give them that last pitch there for, you know, why they should vote for you. Um, well, I'll just say that, uh, for my, you know, for me, this is not a, um, this is not an opportunity to be a politician. This is not a, something that I wanted to ever do. I want, uh, this is an opportunity for me to serve my community at a higher level. Uh, I've spent the last 25 years of my career, um, trying my, to make this community better, working with Habitat for Humanity, United Way. Uh, the Department of Labor, uh, the Tennessee Department of Labor, um, we, our own business. Um, the thing is that um, I think what we lose sight of is that, um, you know, our direction for this county we, has to be more proactive. Um, you know, we're building subdivisions on two-lane roads and, um, you know, and a lot of that is coordinating between the cities, uh, Smyrna, Laverne, Murfreesboro, Eagleville, um, building a collaborative effort to uh, communicate and to keep each other informed, uh, building a better relationship, a stronger relationship, so that we can all work together to achieve our all of our goals. And that's what I've been doing with the organizations that I've been working with. Um, and that's what I see, uh, like I mentioned, servant leadership. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't need to be in the headlines. You know, I have been on the front lines and and that's where uh, most of the work is done. And so uh, I'm excited about it. Um, it's just uh, a couple weeks, well, uh, from right now it's a couple weeks away, but by the time this is released, it'll be the next day. Yep. Uh, so we're, um, we're looking forward to, um, you know, a new way forward for Rutherford County, and that's Randy Allen. Appreciate it. All right, so here we go. Uh, first question, what is your favorite book of all time could be business could be you know pleasure what is your favorite book of all time if you're going to recommend a book for somebody to read what's the book uh that is a i read a lot um and uh, i was trying to think 47 laws of power is a really good book i don't know if you've read that but i mean i see i refer to that a lot in mm -hmm. my you know um and uh, i really feel like you know that was a surprise you know, that I, that I liked it that much, that I thought it was that good. Of, it's of a good book. book. Yeah, it's a good one. And then uh, last question for you. If you had a billboard and it could say any quote, anything you wanted people to know, anything that you could put on it, what would you put up there? Uh, there's no limit to the amount of good we can do when we don't care who gets the credit. Amazing. Well, Randy, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you for giving us your time and a little yes. bit of information. Uh, if anybody's interested, how can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you? How so, can they see what you're doing? So I'm, uh, I have a website, uh, Randy Allen for countymayor.com. And I'm on Facebook. I've got a um, Facebook page, Randy Allen for County Mayor, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's actually there too. So Great. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank your time. You. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you. This episode has been split into two parts.
Thank you for listening to Tenants in Common. Find out more about the association and upcoming events at www.mtar.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MidTN Realtors. Duplication or publication of this podcast is strictly prohibited without the written consent of the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors. Until next time.